Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to another edition of It's Still Real to Me, everything Zaslo Show 2.0, including It's Still Real to Me, brought to us by the title sponsor, of our program, we're talking Anna Jar and Levine, 
Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733 if you're involved in any kind of an accident. Hit and run, slip and fall, motorcycle, car, boating accident. You got to take care of your health. You let Anna Jar and Levine take you in. They treat you like family the same way they've treated me with It's Still Real to Me and Zaslow Show 2.0. You're going to focus on getting healthy. They're going to get you the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3733. Of course, our pal here is Joey Levin. We are coming at you here recording on a Saturday morning, so we're fresh off of SmackDown last night. Obviously, we have Collision tonight, but I don't think anything's going to be dated. So whenever you're listening to this, you're going to get up to speed, up to bit, up to speed news and information. Joey, how are you this morning? Hello. I'm doing well. And you know what? I was I was thinking about this show today. We're we're pushing. We're coming up on a year of it's still still real to me. And I think we started in like October of last year. Uh huh. Um. This is like, I think this is going to be a monumental episode. Really? I think it's the first episode since October that we're probably not going to talk about the bloodline. Wow, you're right. You're right, because there was no bloodline There's really last nothing night except to talk for about, Paul right? Heyman saying that uh, Jimmy Jimmy's going to be on the show on, yeah. next week, right? That's yep, it? That's it. Okay, it seems like they're giving I mean, we're talking about him now. We're talking about him now, so I guess technically... No, but I don't think that counts. Streak. I don't yeah. think that counts. Yeah, You're there's right. no real bloodline topic probably for the first time since October of last year. You're right. You're right. That's yeah. There you go. So I think we got a fun show planned today, and let, let's kick things off with what the big story is. You know, we found out early in the week that well, well actually, we found out last week that Edge is challenging Sheamus, Toronto, SmackDown, but then early in the week. You started to get news coming out. I guess maybe Edge's trainer kind of spilled the beans where, you know, this is going to be a retirement match. And then we learned that it's actually the final match on his current contract. So something is definitely up, you know. So everybody knew this by the time we got to SmackDown last night. And a a tremendous entrance from Edge. He's decked down in the Toronto Maple Leafs colors in the white and blue with his gear. He's super fired up. And then once he comes around to the ring, you know, and he comes down onto the hard camera side, which is always where friends and family sit ringside. And you got Beth Phoenix and his two kids. Maybe that was his father that he hugged as well at first. I'm not sure. But you had had Beth Phoenix and the two kids. And and Beth is is like already in tears. I mean, she was in tears the whole match. And so once once you see Beth Phoenix is in tears, it's like, oh, this. Yeah, this is definitely something that is happening here. And 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 if I could just if I could just I love I think Beck I love Beth Phoenix. And I loved her the entire match last night. I love that they had the camera on her off and on. She, I love when pro wrestling and real emotions intersect. And you had that all throughout the match last night with Beth Phoenix. And she's been so good about that in all the behind the scenes clips over the last few years since Edge returned, where if you remember when Edge returned at the Royal Rumble, uh, what was it, 2020, right? When Drew McIntyre won, right before the pandemic. And they're doing the behind the scenes 24-7, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you see Beth, as Edge makes his entrance, she's crying, watching it in the back, because you you... She knows how important it is. And I thought she, I, I, I think behind the scenes, 
And even when they did the mixed tag match, you know, I think she's been such a star alongside him these last few years, such a star. And I loved her last night. I thought it was a major part of the match last night, her emotion. And and there was one moment late in the match. Like who knows if she knows what the finish is going to be. I choose to believe she didn't know what the finish was going to be, but there's one moment in the match where it looked like Sheamus was going to win. He hit him with, uh, uh, you know, one move. I don't know the name of it. And then followed it up with the bro kick. It was especially devastating of a combo. And like that match was over, man. And he goes for the pin and edge kicks out. And then they show Beth Phoenix. And she was like, like, like she, she gave a reaction that was like, I'm so glad it's not over yet. She knew it was ending, but he's not done yet, you know? And then it got to a point with me watching at home where, man, I, can he win this match? Because we're all expecting him to lose. We, we know the way it goes. You, you, you know, you lose looking up, your career ends looking up at the lights. You know, we, we all know the way you're supposed to pass it on to the next guy at the end of your career. We're all expecting Edge to lose this match. And then I start thinking, I'm like, can he possibly win? And then he gets the spear in a couple minutes later, gets the one, two, three. I yelped from the couch. <laughs> I never, t- I- yes. Like, just, I yelped from the, I was so happy that he won. And I feel like, okay, maybe it is his final match. We don't know for sure. It's definitely his final match in Toronto. He made that clear after the night. But maybe it's WWE For WWE. Well, we'll get to that. Maybe it's his final match. I don't know. But I kind of like that if it is his final match, I think it's okay to make an exception once in a while. Like, so he goes out a winner. Who does it hurt? You know, doesn't hurt Sheamus, you know? So I loved that match. I loved everything about it last night. Well, yeah. So a couple things you said. One, the Beth Phoenix thing. Now, regardless of whether her emotions were real or whether or not it's she's a sports entertainer and she's playing the gimmick, right, of the distraught wife, because she's obviously very good at that because that's her job. I choose to believe it's real. Regardless, well, yeah, it's still real. I mean, it's still real to both of us. But um, regardless of what it is, having her there, like like going into last night, I was like, this is not Edge's last match. There's no way. I like it. Just to me, it was like this. Edge's last match is not on a week's notice against Sheamus on a on a throwaway SmackDown. But it's that Toronto. Really, I know, I know, but I just I didn't think going into last night, and I'm I'm still not sure whether I believe whether it's his last match in Toronto or ever or whatever, but having Beth there and having cutting to her and having her such a big part of the match to your point, I think made it feel very real. Like it was his last match. So regardless of whatever her emotions were, kudos to them on even just having that part of it, because that made it feel very real. It was a major part of the match. Yeah. Um, Now in terms of, Nobody thought Edge was going to win that match. I didn't think he was actually retiring. So I didn't know what to think about that match, which is good. Like, obviously, if he would have lost that match, I'd be, if he would have lost that match, I'd be like, damn, it is over. Like, this is it. 
Like that's usually the definitive, like, oh, he's, he's, you know, that's him, you know, paying it back to the business or whatever, right. putting someone over. But also like Seamus doesn't need to get put over. Like, you know, so there's like, there's like these little things where I'm like, I don't really know what to think sort of to your point. Is he really retiring? Is he not retiring? Yes. After the match, he did say, this will be the last time you guys see me here. Um, which is a, which is very interesting um, to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But but that also means to me the door is still wide open. Like the, it, it, there's no there's no I I have very little doubt in my mind. Edge is wrestling again. Where and when and how I don't know. I have I don't think. And then also the the show last night was not a retirement celebration. It was a celebration. It was a 25th anniversary. I also think if it was his retirement, WWE would have called it his retirement. Like if it was truly decided, this is his last match ever. I think they. I, I think he doesn't know. Okay, I think he doesn't. Know. I mean, that's fair. But I think the the biggest key on all of this is what you said at the beginning: last match on his contract. Yeah, I think there's a lot there. I think there's a lot there, and I think I, I actually think he knows. I I have no idea. This is I don't know. I I don't know anybody in the in, in the business. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't think his decision is whether he's gonna is is whether or not he's wrestling again. You want you, you're you're wondering whether or not he's gonna be at all in. No, not at all in. No. Oh, no, no. Okay. No. But but AEW for sure. Because people but are AEW. talking about that, right? That he's gonna be at all in, which I I think is there's nuts. Christian's not even at all in. Nuts. So uh, what what? First of all, okay. Well, I mean, we're gonna talk about it, but. He's if he's going to AEW, it's to do something with Christian. Like he's not going there just to to challenge Kenny Omega. I mean, it's like what? No, if he's going, he's going to do one last run with Christian. Christian's not even on all in. So yeah, that that seems wildly like he was on SmackDown the other day. Now he's his contract is just all. I'm sure he has a non compete for a little bit. Like there's, even if it's, there's likely a non compete, yeah, he can't a week later just show up in AEW. So that's crazy. That being said. I think his decision is probably more like, do I come back for one last run and do have a WrestleMania moment potentially, or do I go to AEW and do one last run with Christian where the Hardys are already there? You know, I mean, the, Dudleys, uh, the, 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 Hard, the Hardys corpses are there. Okay. Right? The Dudleys. Hey, Bubba stays in shape. Devon's still out there. Like, Hey, I've seen a lot of people talking about oh, Bubba, Bubba works with impact. I mean, he's got a good gig. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying for one last match, one last TLC match, you know, half of the the components of that match are already in AEW. Mm-hmm. So if Edge is like, hey, I want to do one last run and I want to, you know, I want to give the people this one last nostalgic moment with Christian. I don't like it. Hardys, I, I could see that being a thing he does. I don't but like I could it. certainly see him going because Christian's not going back to WWE. By the way, Christian's one of the best things in AEW right yeah, now. So he's right, not going right. anywhere. Right. But if if this is really the moment where Edge is like getting ready to retire, I could uh, I could certainly see him at least considering I want to go do something with Christian before I retire. But what do you think means more? Going to do something with Christian again before he retires and trying to recreate that magic or going out at WrestleMania in Philadelphia, WrestleMania 40. I mean, isn't being at WrestleMania one more time? So much bigger than another run with Christian. No disrespect, but another run with Christian at 50 years old? Isn't, I don't think so. Isn't going out at WrestleMania. And by the way, 
I do think there is something to the I do think there is something to the legacy of being just a WWE guy. Shawn Michaels has that. that. Undertaker has that. Uh, Randy Orton's going to have that. Rock has that. You're throwing that away if you're Edge. Now, maybe that's not something that's important to him. I think there's something to that where you were just a WWE. You know, you're Kobe Bryant or you're Reggie Miller, you're Dirk Nowitzki. You only play with one team. I think there's something to that, man. Totally. I agree. I, I actually, I mean, I do agree. I, I do agree. I, I think there is something to him being a WWE guy. And and because of that, I just, like, I don't know where WWE's head is at, is at in, with that. Um, but I would imagine, like, even Vince and Triple H are probably like, we don't want to see you go over there. But, yeah. but man, as great as Edge has been, and I'm, I'm actually interested because I want to know like where you put him all time. But um, as great as he's been as a soul, as a singles competitor and as great as his career has been, it's edge and Christian, man, it's edge and Christian. And like he's bit, he had, to, I don't think I see it that way. It, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, regardless of what you think, like the biggest moments in his career are split. Mm-hmm. Like he has great so- singles yeah. moments. But also the biggest moments of his career come as Edge and Christian. But don't you and think if the biggest moments of your career are split between tag team and singles that you would give the edge then to the singles run? If they're split, if it's 50-50, like would the edge then be to the not, singles run? Because of the world maybe, champion. Maybe, maybe yes. But like these guys are like brothers. I mean, they, they came up in the industry and they became the arguably, I mean, a top 10 tag team of all time. and. They have some of the most memorable moments in the history of the business together. And if I'm Edge, I'm thinking like, all right, I retired in 2011 because of my injury. And before that, I had how many years as a singles competitor, right? So it's probably been 15 years since I had a run with Christian. I never thought in 2023 there was any chance that at 50 years old, there would be an opportunity for me and Christian to work together again where we're both healthy and we're both doing good things and I can retire after doing one more run with Christian. I don't know that he ever, that ever could have processed in his mind as a possibility. So it, like just me personally, if I'm getting ready to be done, I would have to consider that where it's like, I haven't worked with him as a, you know, really worked with him in almost like probably 15, 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. whatever it is Yep. over, well, at least over 10 years. Um, there's a chance it's, it's on the table. And I think that's why the, the contract thing is such a big deal. It's not like, this is my last match. This is my last match on my contract makes it such a big deal because it's like, yeah, maybe he's deciding whether he wants to retire or not, but more than more, more so it just strikes me as he's deciding what, what he actually wants to do, because if he is retiring, I think, yeah, you do a WrestleMania moment mm-hmm. and, and you bring in, I would hope so. Maybe him and I don't know who you have. I don't know if you have him go against, but I just don't think Edge versus Sheamus on SmackDown is the way Edge goes out. I, I just don't. Do he, you? He's, uh, so, he's so big. I mean, he's so big to the industry. It just seems it was a great. They did it well. The show was great. The match was great. It just doesn't seem the moments that Edge has had. This wouldn't even be in the top ten. Speaking of which, 
You put together a top five all time yeah. edge moments here. I did. I did. I, I and I think I always fall into this because you know recency bias and whatnot. But I think at least at the at number one, I have a little bit of recency bias. But do you all right, let's to, do it. You know, no countdown, five to one for dramatic purposes. Right, right, right. And I do have some honorable mentions, but um, number five, mm-hmm. live sex on TV. <laughs> Edge, Lita celebrating Edge's first uh, WWE title win. Uh-huh. Live sex in a bed in a ring on, on WWE TV. Unbelievable. <laughs> number four, Edge versus Mick Foley at WrestleMania 22 in the hardcore match. Mm-hmm. Edge speared Foley into the flaming table. Amazing. Foley doesn't like the match. Ah, I mean... Yeah, he, sorry. he thought it was uh, he. Well, he didn't like himself in the match, right? Yeah, he, yeah. He felt like he wasn't in shape, and yeah. Edge had to carry it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. I know he's talked about that, but it was still it was great. That spot is yes. historic. You know? Yeah. And um, all right. So number three, first ever Money in the Bank cash in, the yeah. cash in on on Cena, and Vince coming out and saying Edge Edge is <laughs> using his money in the bank. Privilege. Yep. Yep. Um, WrestleMania 17. It's so it's so great how how it's grown from that moment. It's so yeah. much better that it's a surprise yeah. the way it is now. And the funny thing is, like, he became the ultimate opportunist yes. off of that one, but then it became this thing where people just like literally run in and don't say anything. Right. Um, but it's also but- such a great visual, too, because as the cage is being lifted. You got Cena is just a bloody mess yep. as it's being announced. Really yep. great scene. Um, number two, we got uh, WrestleMania 17, tables, ladders, and chairs two. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the spear, he he breaks Jeff Hardy. He broke him in half. And maybe the uh, greatest WrestleMania of all time. Yep, yep. Um, and then one for me, the return at the Rumble 2020. I mean, I, wow, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm just a sucker for those types of things, especially mm-hmm. as we seem to be moving away from surprises at Rumbles anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is that the last big surprise we're ever going to see? Because no one knew. I don't think it was like a known thing, right? Like, and well, we, we can't we, guess it. If it, if there's going to be a better surprise, it's going to be impossible for us to guess. That's the whole point, right? Right. But I'm just saying, like, the last three years, it seems like we know. Like, they they tend to announce like 28 or 29 guys before the the match even begins. And then there hasn't been any big surprises the last couple of years. Not that I can remember. I mean, so, and I, I just, don't know. and you, and you just have to like, you know, you could see, I rewatched it again this morning. I mean, someone like, someone like Mercedes Monet would be like a really big thing, but bigger than edge. I mean, yes, it would be big no, in the context no. of him. Right. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but like coming back after retiring the injury, you could yep. see and then Edge has always been so good at this, but you could see. Or when Brian Danielson one day returns to WWE. That, yeah, that would be huge. Or Punk, um, which would be insane. Um, when he comes out, he's like holding back tears. Like you could yeah. see he's like yeah. in shock. He's in shock that he's yeah. in there. Yep. Um, which adds to the moment. He was very like, overwhelmed. I'm a sucker for those emotional moments me in too, wrestling. Or like, And you never thought you'd see it. And so yeah. to me, that was one. Might be a controversial number one, but like might be a controversial number five. <laughs> what the sex celebration? The live sex. That's a it's a major I know it's moment. a major moment. I know it's a major. Do you want moment. my my honorable mentions? Sure. Um, the first time, the first ever tag win with uh with Christian at WrestleMania 2000, which was uh or, or not 2000, 
was it 2000? Whatever. No, they the, won in the, 2000. They did. Yeah, the, 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 yeah the, that's right. The triangle tag match yep. where I just like the shot of that. It was the first the, ever triangle tag tables. Tri- triangle chairs. ladder. No, no. It was, it was called a triangle ladder match. And then they moved on to. T- t- but it was the first ladder. ever triangle. Like, yeah, yeah. Match yeah. like that. Yeah. And they them standing on the on the tables with the, when they get the belts. With, yep. When they get the belts. That's cool. a good one. That was a cool spot. Uh, Edge. First time you ever main evented Mania. First taker at WrestleMania 22. Yeah, that's good shit. And then this is not like a the best moment. What about just... when he tagged with Sable? <laughs> <laughs> his retirement was his first, like when he first retired. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody ever like having an impact like that with their retirement. Like I, I feel like that was like a first He's crying of in the ring and giving up the belt. Yeah, and then going out and do it. He's like, let me do this one more time. And he left, and then he did. They played the music, and he ran into the ring again. Remember that? Like that. Yeah. That was fun. I mean, if you're going to have a retirement because of an injury, that's the way to do it. Like that was that moment will always stick out to me, even though it's not like a great moment. It was like a big moment. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a great return, man. If this is it for him, you know, the three yeah. years. He, him uh, and Randy Orton had the greatest match in wrestling. history. Greatest ever. match ever. All right. Yeah, that's what <laughs> the greatest match ever. And and they also had like the boiler room brawl, whatever. A street fight. Is that what they called it with him and Randy? The first of those matches. Yeah. And yeah. and, you know, this match with Sheamus was great. You, you had the mixed tag with Beth Phoenix, which I thought was very, very good. Uh, the Judgment Day stuff fell short because it definitely wasn't what they, you know, had originally set out for it to be. Although maybe you want to give them credit because. Uh, you look at Judgment Day now, and I think it's bigger than anyone thought it was ever going to be. And Edge was right mm-hmm. there at the very start. So maybe you want to give him some credit for that. But yeah. overall, and of course, he main evented WrestleMania with Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. And that match yeah. was fucking awesome. Yeah, that so, was cool. yeah. That was cool. Oh, where, yeah do you, I, where do you put him? Like, it's the weird thing to me is like 25 years. He's done so many things. He's incredible. I mean, a, a, he's like universally loved in wrestling, which mm-hmm. is which is rare i think i mean i think even like the best guys if you go on the cesspool of wrestling right Twitter, nobody's like ah, that people that will shit on even the best guys right like i think he's pretty much universal i don't think you'll ever find somebody who's like no i don't like edge yeah um, right right but like but that doesn't put him like i mean he that still doesn't put him like top five is he top 10 no like, I, no no he's not even top 10 i think maybe you make a case he's top 20 Oh, come on. There's a lot I mean, of guys. I know there's a lot of guys, but he's been so good. There's a lot of guys. I know that. That's why it's crazy to me because there are a lot of guys. There aren't a lot of guys WWE would treat this way at the end. There aren't. Now we're talking all time or just WWE? WWE. Well, he's only been in WWE. No, so. but, but okay, so you don't want to include. Okay, so, so, so okay, let's just right. say WWE. Let's just say WWE since he's only been in WWE. But we're also talking about guys who've been WWE and other places, right? Yes, yes, yes. All right. I mean, let's do it, man. Stone Cold, you stop right. me when they're not better than Edge, okay? Okay. All right. Yeah. Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker, Ric Flair, Bret Hart, uh, Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryan, Dusty that, Rhodes. That's debatable. Okay, that's one that's debatable. Daniel Bryan? He okay, right, you know, I'll take him off. Forget it. I'll give you. But, but I'm just saying. I'm just gonna say. I'm just okay. gonna make the argument. Daniel Bryan had a good run. Okay. Edge had a um, had a career. Yeah, I mean, Edge is talking a quarter century. Yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. take him off. That's six. Uh, who did I just say? Uh, Dusty Rhodes. 
Okay. Not uh, the, I mean, but in WWE though. Oh no, but oh, so we're talking about specifically Dusty's let's WWE just, run then? Yeah, let's just talk about WWE runs. Okay. Or just WWE career. Okay, fine, fine, fine. All right, so I'm because, six. Because, you know, Dusty. You know, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Triple H. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I'm at seven now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hogan, Savage. Yeah, yeah. Hogan, Savage. So that's, that's nine. nine. Uh, are we gonna go Andre? Was his run WWE good I think, enough? I think he probably, yeah, I think historically, he he's gotta to. be ahead of him. Historically, I think you probably have to, but yeah. 10 mm-hmm. angle, Kurt Angle. Yep, that one's close, but yes, I do. Those think are close, that's a close one. Now we're getting close, into the, but I believe the debatable better. 10. So that's 11. Mm-hmm. We're already past top 10 for sure. So mm-hmm. that's 11. Randy Orton, what do you think? Oh, yeah, see you all right, Cena, 13. We're going to get close to 20. 13. Although, I guess with Orton, could you? No, it's probably Orton. Yeah, it's Orton. Jericho? Jericho's ahead of him. Yeah, Jericho. Or, that's 14 now we're at. We're yeah. going to get close to 20. I mean, I got to think about it, but mm-hmm. we're going to get close. Uh, I don't have him ahead of Kane. I mean, I have him ahead of Kane. Yeah, probably. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, Batista? Uh, I think Edge is ahead of Batista. I think Edge is ahead of Batista. I think he's ahead of Batista. Mm. Rey Mysterio? I think he's ahead of Rey Mysterio. Those are probably debatable, depending on who you are, but I, I wouldn't be mad if somebody put Rey ahead of him, but I, it, I think it's Edge. I would not put Rey ahead of him. Are you putting Punk ahead of him? No. 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 Ed, Punk had a good run. Yeah, but again, so it's, it's the same not, thing not with a Daniel century. Same bad. thing with Daniel Bryan. Like, good run, but not Edge. Uh... Diesel? No. <laughs> no. Razor Ramon? No. no. Okay. Warrior? No. No. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it for a second, but no. Uh, I mean, because we're not even talking about like most of the 90s, right? We're, we're talking about a lot of more recent. I haven't guys, given like, you very much of Golden Era. Yeah. Like, uh, like, like Piper? Piper's ahead of him. It's got to be. Is he? I mean, he didn't be. really do any. I mean, he, he was a great heel. But he didn't really have like title runs, and I mean, he was in was no, intercontinental title, but a major role in the first six WrestleManias. He was the main event of WrestleMania one. I think you could easily make an argument either way. I'll put it that way. I okay, think you can make the fi- argument if you're going Piper, that would be 15. Right, it's getting um, tough now. So I think he's yeah. somewhere between he's between 15 and 20. For sure. Okay, that, that's fair. And I think there's probably an argument to be made that some of those guys in the 10 to 15 range, you could probably. You know, you could make an argument either way. I think the guys that we, the first like nine or, t- well, no, 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 because we had like Orton and Cena in 12 and 13. So you can't make a debate there. But I think like, oh, so, so hard to be top 10 or 15. So hard. Yeah. And this is, and by the way, this is, we're just, and we're just talking WWE, right? Yeah. We're not even talking about guys that had runs elsewhere that, yeah, were, like, I'm dusty. not giving you a Dusty or Sting Steamboat. or, yeah, or even Steamboat, Terry Funk. You know, we're right. not even talking about those. McFoley, McFoley, he's ahead of him. Gotta be, right? Probably. No, he he is. I think. Yeah. He, he was like a catalyst of the attitude era. I mean, he was being top twenty is not a is not a slight. No, 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 not at all. I just, <laughs> but that's what it was so remarkable to me when I was watching last night. I was like, they're doing this for a guy who is incredible and has been a staple of the company. But like, my he's not even. Where does he? He's not even like. Yeah. You know, on some people's list, he might not even be top. 20 like it's it's kind of it's amazing what he's done so last night was really fun though so hopefully it's not edge's final match i'd like to see him at wrestlemania 
you know, I wanted him crowned as that first new world heavyweight champion when they had that tournament. I, I really thought, and what was it? He lost in the three way to -hmm. advance to like the semifinal to then get the final, I think is what it was. I think it's what it was. I, I really wanted, like I wanted the full circle moment with edge getting back the title that he never lost. I didn't take advantage of that. Never know. Could happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hey, so a couple other things from this week. So, you know, I love Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Sonya Deville is obviously going to be out for a while. What are they going to do? And I was thinking, you know, so you got the backstage segment with Adam Pierce telling, you know, Chelsea Green what they're going to do. And I'm thinking to myself, and WWE is so bad about this. You got to give me a, can you give me a little bit of consistency for once? Because I thought that they were about to strip her of the title. Instead, she was like, I'm going to hold auditions, which is a funny bit. Well, have you seen what she's been? You've been you've seen her on social media. She's been holding audition. Oh, she's still holding auditions. I didn't. Well, see she that. she put out like right after it happened. She she put out like uh, I'm taking auditions and like WWE superstars. Like I see this is where I think they took her idea and they like kind of were going to try to do it on TV. Like they were sending, they were tweeting out their like our truth tweeted out a hilarious video of him auditioning to be her tag partner. So they're going to continue uh, on with Piper Niven saying, this is not necessary. Yeah. I'm your tag partner. Yeah. I, I, I love it because I'm a big fan of Piper Niven. I, I don't, I don't know why they haven't been using her. I don't, I don't know if this makes me a bad wrestling fan, but when I sent you my notes today, I called her Dewdrop. Yeah. I don't I, like that. I couldn't, I couldn't remember her name. <laughs> I don't like that. You did that. Uh, I'm a big fan of Piper Niven. So I was really happy to see her show up there. And I think obviously whatever Chelsea Green is involved in is going to be awesome. But I was I was about to get annoyed because can you give me a little bit of consistency before you take the title away from Chelsea yeah. Green? Because you allowed Trish Stratus to step in for Lita and yeah. defend the tag titles with Becky Lynch. I won that long ago. So yeah. they didn't do that. I was glad. But I also liked the whole angle of Piper Niven saying, I'm your tag team partner and Chelsea Green being afraid of her. I like it. Uh, yeah, see it. I don't love the angle, but I, I like it that Chelsea is the one that's in it because yeah, she's gonna make I think like if you had to do this with like 95% of the women's roster, I think it would fail miserably. Um, I, I just not all of them are as good at actor actresses or actors as, as she is. I mean, yep. she's just very good in in these spots. And so it'll be fine. It'll be mm-hmm. good. It sucks that it's that, you know, the Sonya thing sucks. I mean, that was yep. such a I think they were great. I think they could have made the tag division pretty good for a long time. So we'll see how it goes. And I, like Piper Niven's good. She's fine. They keep giving her chances and she keeps not doing a whole lot. So we'll see how it goes, you know? Oh, I don't think that's on her. I, I think that they, I, I think she's been great when they've used her. I don't oh. know why they're not using her more. I, I got to tell you, historically, a really good wrestler. Historically. And, and I know this is going to come off. Not great. Um, can you name since probably Karma? Can you name like a big girl that WWE has has done well in WWE? And maybe that's a WWE's fault. But like Tamina has not done well. Nia Jax, they kind of bombed that. Piper Niven has not done very much. Um, and before that, I don't even remember who there was. I mean, even right now, yeah, like know. even even right now, like Raquel, she's not big in the same mold. But her whole no, we're talking is, about like that giant role is what we're talking. Well, but about. Raquel is a pretty giant, but her whole gimmick is that she has back muscles. Like, I mean, they they just, I don't know. It's something like they can't figure out how to book the big dot. Like, 
physically imposing woman role. I'm a big so. fan. I like that she's involved yeah. in something again. And and Chelsea Green for sure is going to make it worthwhile. Yep. So when uh and finally here before we get to AEW, so when are they finally going to kick out Damian Priest from Judgment Takes? It's coming. <sighs> Who, who's going to kick him out? I don't know, but I think uh, he if 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 he is the, if he really is the one who's out, he's leaving. He's not getting kicked out. Oh, he's getting kicked out. Why would they because, kick him out? Because everything's good between him and Finn now. They were hugging at the end of the show. You're not going to leave when you're 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 in a good mood. They're kicking his ass out. Yeah, but why? What's the reason he's getting kicked out? I don't know. They're going to have to tell Finn, me what the reason is. If, if if someone's getting kicked out, to me it's Finn. Nope, because he can't because everybody else is winning and he's a loser. They're going to make Damian Priest babyface. They are. And he and JD and the whole thing with JD McDonough. Yep. If someone's getting kicked out, it feels like it's Finn. If Damian Priest is out, it feels like he's leaving. Now nah, McDonough's in. McDonough's going to replace Damian Priest, and Damian Priest could be a babyface. And that's how, and that's how you wind up making him a babyface. You kick him out. Can't be him leaving. I d- I don't. You you probably. I, it seems like you're right. I'm not optimistic. Let's okay. just put it that way. All right. I think Damian Priest is good. But the same way, I, maybe I'm wrong. I, I probably am. I mean, I'm probably not right about a lot of these things. The same way I feel like everyone in the bloodline is elevated because of their proximity to how great Roman is and how great Paul Heyman is. I think Damian Priest is elevated by how great Judgment Day is and how great Finn is. and. I think if he puts him out on his own, I'm not optimistic about where it leads. He's very good. I just don't know that he has the personality to just be on his own all the time. Judgment Day can't be ever forever him. Like for for him, like eventually got to pull the trigger. I don't. But I think right now he's great in this role. So I think it's if it's happening, if it's going to happen, I hope it doesn't happen like soon because it. I just don't think it's going to work out that well. But it maybe I don't know. All right, I don't know. Let's uh let's move on to AEW. Wait, wait, wait. But, but just what what is J- what's going on with JD McDonald? Like what is the deal there? Because you saw at the end of the show he was just sort of smiling at them while they were all hugging. I like, think he wants to be part of Judgment Day. You know, he's Finn's friend. He wants to help Finn. Hmm. You know, and maybe it's going to wind up being uh you know Finn. You, you know my guy, but I don't trust that Damian Priest. I don't trust him. He's yeah. not my guy. And that's how they wind up kicking. But don't him you out. think? But don't you think like Edge was the older guy with the young talent and then they kicked him out because he was too old and they brought in finn to be the leader and now finn's the old guy who can't get it done wouldn't it make yeah, sense for them finn, to kick finn yeah, but out finn doesn't have that they don't he's not looked at as an old guy i know he's over 40 but like he doesn't he's way older than the rest of them well actually i don't know how old priest is but he's no, I, way I, older. no i know he is but that's not portrayed on television that he's old no but he's he's portrayed as a vet they talk about how he you know, he was the first universal champion ever and he hasn't won it. You know, they talk about that. But everyone time. knows Edge is old. Right, you know? know, if you ask a rant, like I'm sure there's plenty of random WWE fans who have no idea how old Finn Balor is. Right. But couldn't he hasn't do, been around a quarter century. Right. But couldn't you continue on this whole like. You haven't won a singles title in X amount of years. You're getting washed up. We need to replace you with the younger, better version of you. So you think it's a whole swerve by J.D. McDonough? I think it would be cool. I think it would make sense. Maybe. I think J.D. McDonough is a great heel. Um, Maybe. But I, I think it could go either way. And and I think, Finn, we, well, I, I know because we've seen it, Finn as a singles competitor 
is a star. We know what we're going to get if he's on his own. He is a star. Um, it hasn't always worked out for him, but he is a star. Damian Priest, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, let's move on to AEW, man. We got Collision tonight. I guess the one thing we're looking for with Collision is if they're going to set CM Punk and Samoa Joe for All In, right? Yeah, but it, I was looking at like what's on the show tonight, and they—I mean, obviously they don't have to advertise Punk for him to be on the show or Samoa Joe, but they're not. Neither of them are advertised for the show, and just like every other two-hour AEW show, they've there's a lot of stuff advertised. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where it fits into the show. Um, but I would guess that if anything's going to happen involving all in tonight, it would be that because mm-hmm. it's, you know, Joe did specifically challenge him for all in the sh- the match has not been made official. And a week later is all out in Chicago. Yeah. Well, could they so, be saving it for all out? That was the only thing. It's CM Punk at Chicago. Cause I also think, I think if they do it at Wembley, I think CM Punk's getting booed out of the stadium. Yeah, but I think they like that, though. Like when he made his debut or whatever it was the second time and everyone was booing him. I-, I thought it was super polarizing. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's got to be on All Out, right? It's in Chicago. Yeah, he's got to be on All Out. And obviously, you're, you're not going to repeat the main event, Adam Cole versus MJF the next week. You do have to have something big to headline the All Out card. So maybe it's not going to be all in. Maybe it's not. It certainly they, doesn't have to be. They've already sold 80,000 tickets. Doesn't matter they, if CM Punk's they, on the card or not. They've put so much stock in CM Punk and they've put so much stock on the biggest wrestling show in history. Right. And CM Punk's not going to be on the show. It is weird, though, how he's going to be on the show. I, I think they're going to announce it. It just it's weird that I, I don't know. This, the whole thing's weird. It is weird. It's such a monster card. I, I mean, it's a monster event. event and yes. yeah, it's a monster event. And and I hear them like last night, like they're running down the card and it just feels like a regular show to me. You know what it feels like? You know what it feels like? To, yes. When it or, should feel like WrestleMania. You know what it feels like? It feels like a Tony Khan is handing out Lifetime Achievement Awards. Other than Adam Cole and MJF, which if you were to try to make the argument to me that over the last two two months or however long it's going, it's the best thing in wrestling, I probably wouldn't argue with you. It's been that good, mm-hmm. Adam Cole and MJF. It's that good. It deserves to be in a highlighted spot. Every other match on the card right now just feels like Tony Khan being like, it's just a match. Well, it just feels like him being like, we're doing this historic event and you deserve to be on this card because of how long you've been wrestling. You deserve this moment. Not like we're going to do this match in the benefit of the future of the company and moving things forward and having storylines. It's like, you know what? Young Bucks, you've been around for so long. And you started this company, so you get a title shot. You get a tag team title shot. We know there's history there, but there's no story there. They just have a title shot. Well, and and, like- and that right there, there's no story there. That's where I think. And look, it has not hurt ticket sales. Maybe it, maybe it'll hurt the buy. Well, rates. it's because it's. Well, no, it's because it's yes, it, it's just because it's in Europe and they it's in Wembley and they don't get shows that often, so it's sold out before they Still, even. Still, though, there's anything. no way they thought they were getting eighty thousand. There's no way. I'll bet if they. I'll bet if they thought that they were getting half that, they would have counted it as but a win. AEW's huge. I think AEW is bigger in the UK than it is in the US. Like UK fans are are hardcore for AEW. Yeah, but as far as the build up, like for people who are going to buy it or you know watch it at home, like me, this is where waiting until the final week or two 
to start putting out these matches makes has no really hurt the event. If they started to put out these matches a month ago and we could have a proper build, it would feel bigger. But it, I didn't, I feel like this is the conversation we're having for every AEW pay-per-view now. But this one should have been more special if they're billing yeah, it as the biggest right. show ever. But I'm just saying they have these quarterly pay-per-views or whatever it is. And I think also because like Tony Khan thinks that when he calls a random dynamite fight for the fallen or fighter fest or that that's also a pay-per-view and he puts big matches on the, on free TV that he doesn't have to like build up to these pay-per-views. There's only four pay-per-views five now because of all in, they should be building as soon as blood and guts end. It's like, why are we not building to all in? Yeah. Um, And now all the, and look, there's seven titles in AEW. Two of them are on the show. Two of them. The world title and the tag titles. None of the other but titles are on is, the show right but now. But that's that's a direct result of All Out being the next week, right? Well, no. It's, be, it, well, it's, it's, it's that. And it's also because right now there's only two singles matches on the whole card. There's only two singles matches. Every other match is a tag match. Or a four fatal four way. Just trying to or, get everybody on the card. I'm sorry. There's three. There's three titles on the card. I'm sorry. The the women's titles on it. So it's the tag titles and the two world titles are on the. I'm card. actually into that match. I think it's gonna be fun. Which one? The the four way for the women's title. Even though if the build to it was not dramatic because we all knew who was going to be in it. Right. It's fine, but like, couldn't it just be Britt Baker versus Tony Storm? Could we not just have like? Well, she's not the champion. It's got to oh, be yeah, right. Oshida. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, but. So there's a there's there's two singles matches right now, mm-hmm. right? Adam Cole and MJF, uh, incredible, best best thing going in AEW. And not we and we got to get the swerve, right? Some type of swerve. There's some one way or the other. Yep. Somebody's got to turn on somebody, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and then, and then the other singles match, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, we got Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. Yeah. Will Ospreay is part of the Gone Cows family? Didn't know that. I mean, I don't understand Didn't how Jericho's that. keeping up with him in this match. Well, but that's what I was going to say. So you have two singles matches, and one of them is clearly only going to go like 10 minutes, right? Like the Jer- Jericho, it's not like Jericho and Ospreay are putting on like a 60-minute classic here. Like this is going to be, it'll be fine. But so you have two, and then you just have a bunch of like grand, you have a, we have a coffin match. We have a stadium stampede match. Yeah. We have a a trios match with the the elite, I guess, with Kota Bushi and Hangman versus um, Takeshita and Juice and Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what are we? Like, what is this? It's just it's like been a, a weird build. You know, if I could compare it to anything, it feels like a Saudi Arabia show or a Super Showdown Down Under, like WWE. Like, it feels like the first ones that they were doing. Yeah, it feels like, oh, okay, well, well, we have this show and we have to fill it up, but it's not like a big card. It's not important to the overall and product. The, so and the Sheik wants all the big of, names. Right, yeah. So it's, let's just throw <laughs> everybody on there. And then to me, like I was saying, like the Lifetime Achievement thing, it's like you have the biggest show, what you're billing as like the biggest show in the history of wrestling. No offense to this. No offense to the guy. No offense at all. Why is AR Fox on this card? Why does AR Fox get to be on this card? Right, I hear are, you're telling me that there's not other people that are more deserving of being on this card. You know yeah. why he's on the card? Because Sting has to have his moment. And Sting can't do a singles match, so Sting has to have a tag team coffin match. Yeah. Like, 
Right. So well, and it can't be Sting versus Swerve. So it's got to be AR Fox. You so see how they Fox. showed up on the Indies over the week uh, during the week. Uh, AR Fox is school. Is that right? Well, they showed up to another one and they oh. were boo- these uh, the fans were booing and chanting. You don't go here to Darby and Sting. That's funny. I know, but it, I don't think it was expected, though. Um, but yeah, it's just like so it's like, OK, so the Jacksons get on. The, he puts the Jacksons on the card. We're going to get Punk and Samoa Joe. We get Sting on the card. You know, it's like like all these people are getting on the card. Just it, it feels like Tony Khan saying, like, I'm putting you on the card because, you know what? You've worked really hard over your career and you deserve it. So I'm going to put you on a card in a in a random match. Yeah. The only thing I'm excited about right now is Adam Cole and MJF. And who are going to be the other two people for Blackpool Combat Club? That's interesting. to me. Right. So for, it's next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Saturday um, or Sunday? Sunday, right? I think it's, uh, it's Sunday. Yeah, it's Sunday. Okay. But like no TNT title, no TBS title, no trios. I mean, trios might get on there, I guess, because I don't really know what's going on there. Um, because maybe we'll have like a real daddy ass retirement match because they've they've been carrying around his boots, you know. Yep. Um, so maybe it'll be those guys, but I don't so, know, the card just seems to- totally just thrown together. So you got uh, you got some thoughts on the Texas Chainsaw uh, death match from this week. I mean, see, this is the danger where when Chris Jericho goes on Twitter and makes comments about zombie matches and then you got this bullshit and it's like, yeah, yeah. this is happening in your house, too. Yeah. You and know? I see. And, and there was people defending it on, defend? it was on, on Twitter while well, saying they got one hundred thousand dollars from okay. uh, for the match and it all went to Maui. All right. But for the people saying that. You're out of your damn mind if you don't think Tony Khan was going to do it either way. It just so happened that it was after this horrible tragedy. So good on him for giving them the money. Yeah. But if that shit didn't happen in Hawaii, Tony Khan's still doing it. I mean, you tell match. me AEW couldn't afford to donate $100,000 if they didn't get a donation from Texas Chainsaw Massacre way, or whatever the fuck? By the way, can I just say, like... Like, come on. I applaud them for doing what they did. Raise, you know, all the money from fighter fight, fight for the fallen. It all good. Everything Tony Khan does feels like it's in service of Tony Khan. I, I just got to say it like he didn't have to say we're spending all this money. We're giving all this money to Hawaii. He could have just given all the money to Hawaii. Yeah. You know, like they, he didn't have to say I'm dedicating my next two shows to Hawaii. Like he could have just given. And I know that seems like negative and like I'm shitting on him for donating this money, but like, I'm sure a lot of organizations and a lot of people are supporting Hawaii right now. It just seems like Tony Khan does a lot of things to be like, look what we're doing and that. And those guys over there are not doing. I just definitely don't think you needed the Texas chainsaw massacre to justify donating money to Maui. Exactly. That would be my point. Right. Yeah. I, I, it was, that would be my point. It was, it was absolutely horrendous. It wouldn't be like, how can we come up with the money to donate to Maui? You know what? Let's bring a sponsor in, even if it means Texas Chainsaw Massacre has to do bullshit during our match. That's ridiculous. It was it was so I was like, what the fuck? What am I watching? Like, what is happening? It was very horrible. Very. It was it was the worst thing they've ever done by far. Right. I mean, I don't think it's close. No, I mean, it reminded me when uh, when Robocop came to the ring with Sting and WCW. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Very bad. Or the or Oz. The the Kevin Nash's original character in WCW where he was a big wizard. Uh-huh. Terrible. Remember that guy? Yes. Um, yeah, it, it was it was really bad. 
uh, and all the people who, including Jericho, but the people who like like to shit on WWE for the things that they do. It's like, all right, well, they're quickly turning into. Yeah. I mean, and then, by the way, whether it was a rib or whatever it was, Tony Khan being a backstage character now. Uh, I mean, come on. You, you did. He said from the very beginning, I'm not going to I think that be- was just for the MJF, Adam Cole. I know, bit. but he said, I'm never going to be an on-camera presence. I'm not going to be a character. Not presence, but I'll never be a character on camera. Yeah. Now he's a character. A lot of the things that AEW said they'll never be. I wouldn't call him a character just yet. I wouldn't do that. I know. Yet. Not yet. But hey, they're doing a lot of things that they said they would never be. That's all. That's my only point. Let's do some uh, Big Dirt, not Big Dirt, man. What do we got for this week? Um, let me pull it up. Uh, all right. So on the AEW situation... Punk just, I guess, apparently just can't not have drama in this company. And it's it's annoying because it's like it's the only thing that we hear about. From, it's one of the only things we hear about it in the company. It's one so of the main stories of AEW. Apparently, last week at Collision, um, he had a an, like a backstage argument with Nick Nemeth, who is Dolph Ziggler's younger brother, who is in AEW but never on TV, ever. Um, and apparently, I guess it was like... Uh, Nick Nemeth posted on Twitter at some point that Punk was soft and Punk took exception to that and they had a backstage thing and apparently he was sent home and Christopher Daniels was sent home and Matt Hardy was sent home and people who just don't get along with CM Punk were sent home so that he wouldn't have to see them backstage. I also read Ace Steel who was the producer who hit I think Matt Hardy with it or Matt Jackson with a chair or whatever in the backstage thing has been rehired right. quietly and it was given back pay for all the time that he was fired. That's that's, that's I'm it. going I'm going not big dirt. And the reason now all the stuff you told me there is annoying. I do think it's annoying. But I'm going not big dirt because I just I I, I really stand on the ground of you don't know what to believe. It's so hard to know what to believe when it comes to these kind of reports. And it's such an easy thing to go right to CM Punk is in control and CM Punk did. Like, that's going to get all the clicks. If you're doing CM Punk backstage rumors, that gets all the clicks. So I'm not saying that it's all fabricated. I'm sure some of it is accurate. You just don't know what parts of it is accurate. You, you, it's such a difficult time knowing what is actually happening there. And so that's why I'm going not big dirt. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know that I believe that he has like this total control like people say that he has. But I do believe that he has problems with a lot of people backstage or yeah. people backstage have problems with him. Yeah. And because of that, the powers that be in AEW are doing what they can to avoid drama backstage which is just not a healthy environment yeah. for for the for the for the product. It's yeah. just like and and my question I always ask is like does the amount of shit stirring and drama and the stuff that's going on with him does he bring that much value to AEW? Does current day CM Punk bring that much value to AEW? Or like I don't know. is the casual fan who normally wouldn't care about AEW turn, tuning in because CM Punk is there? Just, I don't think so. Anymore. There was yeah. a time, maybe, but I just don't think he is. But, yeah. um, Lacey Evans is gone. 
Lacey Evans out of WWE. Big Dirt, not Big Dirt. Well, I'm going not Big Dirt because, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, this, you know, the train keeps rolling, all right? It's with or without tra- Lacey Evans. But I, I do I do think it's like, man, tall, good-looking blonde woman. They couldn't Dirt. find something to do with her? Like, they couldn't make that work? That's no. crazy to me, you know? Well, they, I mean, they, they they wouldn't stop giving her military gimmicks. Yeah. Like, they, they just, Never you know. should have changed from sassy Southern Belle. That yeah. was a great gimmick. They wanted her to be this baby-faced military veteran, and it just bombed. Right. And then they made her a heel military veteran, and it bombed. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, so it sounds like, according to the Meltzer show, the Observer, whatever, Jade Cargill potentially returning soon. And I guess this whole hiatus was planned. Like, remember, there was a point, I think we even talked about it in Big Dirt, where she was tweeting, like, I kind of like this life. And people were speculating, like, maybe she won't be back, maybe she will. Apparently, this, the whole, this, it was like a time off thing. Yeah. Um, and that she could be returning soon. Yeah, I'm going Big Dirt. I love Jade Cargill. I'm a huge fan. Uh, she, I mean, she looks like a million bucks. And the fact that with such a little experience in pro wrestling, is, is she, you know, is she Charlotte Flair in the ring? Of course not. All right. It still needs a ton of work in the ring. But what she has done in such a short period of time, you can't tell me, give her a few more years and she's just going to continue to be incredible. Come on. So I'm going Big Dirt. Can't wait to see her again. And can I also add, I hope she just comes back and gets the TBS title back. Because I will say this. I know when she had it, we were kind of down on what they, how they were pushing her. But since she's been gone... Yeah, at least it stat, felt like it meant something. This Statlander thing has been a total flop. I don't I mean, even I know what even, she's doing right now. What is she doing? Not that she's feuding with um, Mercedes Martinez. Oh. Exactly. exactly. It, it just hasn't gone anywhere. They yeah. have done nothing with it. Yeah. Um, WrestleMania tickets went on sale on Tuesday morning and sold 90,000 in the first day. Yeah, but that's a grift the way they announced right, that. Right, which is a record. Which is a record. Yeah. I saw that this morning and I was like, what? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, it's two days. So that's not Big Dirt. Yeah. But doesn't it feel like that's just like a complete like direct shot at AEW? Like, oh, cool. Yeah. You have, you have 80,000. We got 90,000 day yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, all right, last thing. So this was this was really cool. And I don't know. I had never heard of this guy, and I never heard of this promotion. But I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter today or yesterday. Uh, there's a indie promotion called Deadlock Pro. Okay. And there's this guy named Chris Danger. Okay. And he he's a, a I guess he's like a really big YouTuber, and he talks about wrestling, and he has like a million subscribers on YouTube, huge social media YouTube presence whatever trained to become a professional wrestler signed a deal with this company deadlock pro wrestling to have his first match at their show the other day cuts this promo talking about this guy we're gonna i'm gonna have i've been working on this my whole life i've been i've been i'm gonna tear the house down and i'm just telling you and he's like talking to the camera but he's not saying who he's referencing he's like it's it's I've been dreaming of fighting you my whole life. I've been working towards this, and I'll guarantee you one thing. When me and you are in this ring together, we are going to tear the house down. Okay. And it's kind of silent, and he pauses it, and he looks at the camera, and he goes, baby. And the crowd loses their fucking mind. Apparently, Adam Cole is fighting this YouTuber in this in his first ever match at this indie. 
I'm going not big dirt. It's it's big dirt. You got to watch the. I clip. mean, I didn't I, do the I'm clip going not justice. big dirt because it's not happening. I don't think it's happening. What do you mean it's not happening? I think it is. Adam Cole is huge in the streaming world. This guy is huge in the streaming world. Well, I think for Adam now, Cole. I'm going not big dirt until I until I hear it from Adam Cole. I don't think this guy, I don't think that would have, like, the promo was good. It was good for a guy who's not a professional wrestler, but he's a streamer, so he can talk. Right. Um, I don't know that it would have happened like that and gotten so much traction if it's not happening. I think it's happening. When is it supposed to happen? I don't think there's, like, a date for it. All right. But, I mean, it was was very cool. Hold on. Let me see if I can. uh, Oh. Can you hear this? Yep. Question, this is a definite. When you and I step in this ring together, I swear to you on everything I love, I'm going to give you everything I have. I've been working night and day towards this. I've wanted this since I was a kid. This is all I've ever wanted. And the fact that you are going to be standing across this ring from me means more to me than you ever know. So I don't want to take up a lot of your time. I'll just leave you with this. When it happens, when we step in this ring, I swear to God, we are going to set the world on fire. (laughs) Baby. I I mean, I don't know. The video video does it more justice than me reenacting. Well, I'm watching the video there. I saw it. Uh, I I don't know. I'll believe when I see it. I thought the way the crowd popped, it was like, they must know something. Does that mean that he's going to win the world title? This guy? No, Adam Cole. Oh. I thought you meant like Adam Cole wins the title and then this guy wins it. For no, no, no. I mean, do you think it means that he, he like, is Adam Cole having a match with this indie guy and it's going to be major promotion for AEW that it's the world champion of AEW that is fighting this massive YouTuber? Does that mean Adam Cole's going to win this week, next weekend? Oh, I didn't really think about that. Like, actually, I'd have I, think, to, I would actually, have to I lean toward it, it means Adam Cole's going to win is what I would think. Well, actually, like, I think if anything, it makes me feel maybe like he's not going to win because would they risk their world champion fighting on the Indies? But I, I feel like it's the other way where they would want their world champion getting all these YouTube clips. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. If this guy's really, I mean, I know very little about him. He actually, I mean, he only has, I say only, and I have like 200 followers. He has like 100,000 followers on Twitter, which is not a ton. But I think on YouTube, he's like 1.5 million. Yeah, it's obviously something. a lot. Yeah. yeah. All right. You got anything else? That's it. Excellent That's- job, man. This was a good episode. Did a lot on Edge, which is which was the plan. Yeah. Next weekend we'll have we'll have all in. So since it's a Sunday, we'll be able to do a regular Saturday show. People will get a few couple days to be able to to listen to. We'll do a bit of a preview show. Sounds good, man. Tell uh, tell all your your listeners and your two hundred followers. You'll talk to them next week. Go ahead. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week after uh, all in or all right, before guys. and after. All right, guys. We love wrestling. We'll talk to you again next week on another edition of It's So Real to Me.